My name is Fitz, and I'm the CEO of the Fitz Group. I'm glad you've chosen to listen to this week's excerpt from our weekly builder's call. This call is designed to help you move beyond personal sales and into building a business in the insurance industry. On one end of the income spectrum, we've helped a ton of agents make an additional $50,000 a year in override income on top of their sales income. And on the other end of the spectrum, we've helped a number of leaders make in excess of $1 million annually through the development of the override income into a business. And now, on to today's lesson. Today's training. Excited about today's training. Um, <laughs> it was put together in the dark of night. But uh, no, this, uh, these last couple of weeks, I've really been uh, talking to a lot of people about building and um, uh, recruiting and um, building a business ultimately, uh, moving beyond selling only and, uh, and moving into selling and building and, and with the intention of ultimately being fully on the building side. Uh, and so uh, I've got some really smart friends in my life that ask me things about my business uh, that I appreciate them doing that. And uh, one of the things they're constantly asking me is about the metrics that we judge the growth of our business. Uh, and so today I'm going to talk about four pulses to measure the strength of your business. How's your business doing? Uh, people usually have an answer, but how do you know <laughs> that your business is doing well or doing poorly. Uh, so we talk about the four pulses to measure the strength of your business. Oftentimes on the builder's call, we're going through our activity numbers. Those are covering a lot of the uh, builder's numbers, excuse me, the, the, uh, the, the pulses. Uh, a lot of times you'll see when we're recognizing the teams, uh, we're highlighting these different pulses to measure the strength of their business. Um, ultimately, uh, there are four pulses to measure the strength of your business. And this is how you know that your business is doing well or poorly. Uh, ultimately, though, it's, it's the things to focus on to grow your business. Uh, these four things are doing well. Your business is doing well. And, uh, and, and maybe it doesn't fully reflect in the cash flow yet, uh, but I promise you, these four pulses are good. Your business is good, and, uh, and it will produce the cash flow that you're looking for. So we're going to jump right into it and start talking about pulse number one. How many interviews each week are you doing? How many interviews each week are you doing? Uh, we, we, if you're going to build a team, uh, if you're going to build an organization, you need to bring people to the table. You need to add people um, to the, the numbers, right? The way you're doing that is by doing the interviews each week. And uh, it's important how many interviews are booking. It's more important how many you're actually doing. Uh, and, uh, and ultimately, what are the results that you're getting from that? But you want to know also how many interviews each week total for your team. Here's, here's a, a, a fact. I think I covered this on last week's uh, builder's call, uh, but it's just one of those um, interesting observations uh, over the years that we've made about the business. In 20 years of business now, what we've seen is if you, if you drew out a line graph of uh, production and a line graph of recruiting, what you'll see is the recruiting numbers tend to predict the production. Uh, if, if you took the, the line graphs of each, now obviously take away the values, just, just look at actually the actual line graph of the volume going up and down and the, and the recruiting going up and down. I mean, if you're doing $100,000 in volume, it's unlikely you're going to recruit 100,000 uh, people in the same month, right? So it, 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 you take the values away. But if the recruiting is going up, then the production is going to go up. If the recruiting is going down, then the production is going to go down. Um, it's, it's how it works. Where a lot of people get head faked 
in this business is when the production is going up and the recruiting is going down because you're not paying attention to the recruiting. You just notice the production going up and everything seems great because production is what commissions are based on and the commissions are doing great. Your cash flow is good. The bank account seems happy, happy, happy. Everybody's doing great. And, um, and it's a wonderful feeling, but it's what you're, what you're facing, what's coming on the horizon is a reduction in production. <laughs> I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but you'll see a market correction. Uh, kind of like you see in the stock market where the, these stocks get overinflated. Why are they up there? I don't know. They'll come back down, right? Well, it's the same thing with production. If the production is going up without recruiting going up, there is a reduction in the volume. I don't want to rhyme again. Production and volume coming. It, it will eventually, again, mirror and, and mimic the, the recruiting line graph. So it's important that you are, you know, on the production side, we talk, personal production side, we talk a lot about you know, how many dials are you making? How many appointments are you booking? I mean, a lot of those things are driving uh, the production side of things, but driving the business side of this is the interviews. How many interviews each week are you doing and how many are you doing total for your team? I will tell you, uh, there's another head fake, right? So uh, I think that everybody on this builder's call should be doing 10 interviews a week minimum, 15 more likely. Uh, and you got to do whatever you got to do to get that many interviews, okay? Now, but here's the thing. If you're doing 10 to 15 interviews a week, and you're not multiplying on your team with other people doing interviews, what you'll see, again, going back to that line graph, recruiting line graph pre uh, uh, proceeds and, and, and uh, predicts the uh, production line graph. If, if you're recruiting line graph, if you're recruiting 10 a month, 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 and that's you, but you don't have anybody on your team adding to that, then your production is also going to flatline. It will plateau. Now, uh, it, it may plateau at a pretty high number, which is wonderful, but uh, don't you like to grow? <laughs> like, let's grow. The way we grow is we get our interviews up and then help other people get their interviews up. And that's ultimately how we start to see the multiplication effect on the volume. And that gets exciting because the multiplication effect also hits the commissions. And that's fun. Okay. All right. So that's number one. How many interviews each week are you doing? And how many on your team? Second pulse. How many people in the system? How many people do you have in the system? Now, let's be specific about how many people in the system. That seems sort of generic. Well, how many unique riders? That's insurance industry lingo for individual producers. Uh, how many people are turning in business on a weekly, monthly, annually basis? Annually? Yes. How many... How many unique riders do you have? How many people are out there booking appointments, making sales, turning in applications? That's an important number. Uh, one of the numbers we've seen over the years is 15. 15 unique riders translates into $100,000 of volume, which translates into a quarter million dollar income. 15 unique riders in a month submitting production. I know you guys are taking this is not on the screen, so I know you're writing this down, so I'm, I'm repeating it. 15 individual producers, 15 unique riders in a month, turning in business. Translate, it's a rule of thumb. You may need more, you may need less, just depends, but it's a general rule of thumb. 15 producers equals $100,000 of submitted premium, which equals a quarter million dollar income. So if you want to do the algebra there and figure out what it takes to make the million dollar income, well, 250,000 X equals a million. Well, here X equals four. If you're solving on algebra, sorry, I've been working on seventh 
grade math here in the last few months. So <laughs> that means instead of 15 producers to, to generate a quarter million dollar income, you need 60, 60 individual producers, 60 unique riders turning in business in a month is going to translate into $400,000 of volume, which translates into a million dollar income. There's no secret to making a million dollar income here. You need producers. The only way you get producers is you do interviews. That's why how many interviews each week is the first pulse, second pulse, how many people in the system. Unique riders is a big category of people, I'm using my finger quotes, people in the system. Okay. You next bullet point under how many people in the system, how many unique recruiting agents? Just like unique writers, writer being one who writes, unique being you know someone unlike any other. Well, recruiting agents is somebody who's hiring other agents. So how many people do you have on your team hiring other agents? It's an important number, especially since we know that recruiting predicts production. So if we have recruiting going up, production's going to go up, right? And the only way, if you're doing five interviews a week and that's your cap, that's just how many you can do, you're not going to run production beyond that. And so you have to help other people start hiring as well. Ordinarily, that starts where that person gives you a list of names, right? And you maybe you're starting to work, call that list of names for them and start to hire people for them. Ultimately, we'll, we'll, we'll get people onto the, the factory and teach them how to run their own ads and have a landing page where people are clicking and booking their own interviews and, and the factory and the assembly line and all these terms that maybe you've heard, maybe you haven't. We have a systematic approach to building. But, but it also often starts very simply just by four or five people out there selling uh, on your team. And, and just like that, you're a unique recruiting agent. You get one of them to hire somebody. Now that's another unique recruiting agent. So following this, if you want, uh, if you get more unique recruiting agents, that leads to more unique riders. And the only way, only way you get those unique riders is by how many interviews each week. I mean, these pulses build on each other. Okay. Next bullet point, how many people do you have participating on the Alliance University, the TWC, the TFG hotspot, the TFG builders call, your team call? There are weekly team calls happening right now that are, that are you know, five to 10 to 15 people happening right now. I know a lot of our leaders are doing these on a weekly basis now. Uh, how many people do you have on that team call every week? Uh, and, and ultimately leading from that, how many people do you have on the Tuesday morning call, uh, on, on, the, on the Wednesday call, the product call, the Friday call? I mean, there's, there's all kinds of calls, but it's important that our people are getting educated. It's important that our people are learning and getting better. Otherwise, we're stuck where we are, which maybe you're great with that. But I know 20 years in this business, if I was still 23-year-old Fitz, none of you guys would be around here. You wouldn't have liked me. <laughs> I had to develop, I had to grow. And, and I've seen over the years, a lot of you guys developing and growing as well. Uh, so it's important that we get our people into that system. The easy on-ramp is into that weekly team call, the weekly team gathering. Uh, there are a thousand on-ramps into the Fitz Group, into the Alliance, and, and making sure that you are uh, getting your people plugged in, as we say. Uh, but the team call is the easiest route of doing that. So how many people do you have on the team call. If you don't have your own team call, how many people do you have that are participating on the team call that you're a part of? Uh, that's important because maybe you're on the brink of now breaking out, multiplying out, and developing your own team call. 
That's an important number to track. Moving on. Number three, pulse. Number three, pulse. How many people, how many people are coming to the next big event? How many people are coming to the next big event? Now, when I say next big event, you can label this however you want to label it. Uh, in my mind, I look at the two national events uh, that we have a year. We have national con uh, convention with the Alliance in January, and we have family reunion in July. Two major national events. Uh, it is important that you get your people there. Why? Because uh, if they don't, here's what they're limited to. They're limited to you. <laughs> right? That, that's the picture they see as you. Or, or maybe they're tuning into the builder's call and the Tuesday morning call with us, and maybe they get a little bit bigger picture. But listen, go to the national event, they get the bigger picture, the bigger picture. They are most likely going to go to that event and see somebody who looks like them, who talks like them, who walks like them, who thinks like them, and is having success. And now they're inspired by that person. And, and try as you might, you can't be everybody to everybody right? You can't be everything to everybody. You, you, you're not going to mesh with everybody. And it's not your job as a leader to connect with everybody and be everybody's best friend. But it is your job as a leader to help them get where they're trying to go. And that may mean that you're connecting them with somebody else. Um, for example, anytime I ever hire a rocket scientist, I introduce them to my good buddy, Patrick Connors, who's uh, a, literally a rocket scientist. Um, does it, anytime I'm talking to somebody who's former military academy, whatever the military academy may be, I'm connecting them with some of my military academy buddies like Alex Aiden. Um, I'm, you know, there's just any number of things. I, I'm trying to connect because I can't be everything to everybody. Some people like me. Some people don't. Some people like you. Some people don't. The ones who don't like me, I'm really trying to connect them to somebody else that they can like, that they can identify with, they can relate to. And maybe over time we developed, we developed friendship, but in the meantime, we're able to make money together. So as far as the next big event, how many, how many on your team have bought a ticket? Can't get in the front door if you hadn't bought a ticket. So how many do you have on your team that have bought a ticket right now? This is June. So we're talking about the family reunion event coming up in July, not talking about national convention in January. Somebody says, I didn't, I didn't buy my ticket for July. I'm, I'm going to go to January. Okay. Well, I'm not counting you on my numbers of next big event. I'm looking at who's going to the next big event. And this first step is who's bought a ticket. Second step is who's also bought the airfare in a hotel, or maybe they're driving in. Well, if they're driving in, are they, are they carpooling? We often have people heading from the West going to the East in multiple people in a car, sharing the, the price of gas and sharing the responsibility of driving and sharing the responsibility of keeping the driver awake. <laughs> right? So how many not only have bought a ticket, but have made definitive plans that the, the rooms have been reserved, the airfare has been purchased, have made definitive plans of getting there. Here's something that you might not think about, but you need to think about. If you've got people on your team who have kids, what are they doing for childcare for that event? The next big event that's coming up, what's childcare look like? Heather and I have three kids and uh, we have to plan every time we go anywhere, we have to plan. We can't, our kids are 12, 10, and 7. We can't just throw some Cheerios on the floor and leave them for the weekend. We have to plan who's going to, and listen, our kids are active. And you don't want to get, the, the July event is July 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st. That's what's coming up this year, uh, the next big event. That's when it is, family reunion. So we're planning now at the beginning of June as to what's going to happen with our kids that weekend. Our kids are active. They have camps. They have friends. They 
They like to go swimming. They like to, they like to be outdoors. You know, I can't, we can't put all that responsibility on my 78 year old father-in-law. He's super active, but he's also 78 year old. So we, we have other friends and family that we have planned and, and organized. I say we, like I'm any part of this, it's a hundred percent Heather, but we, she, I almost said, I can't take credit for any of this. She organizes it all. She gets it all planned out so that when we go, it, it's, it's already planned. It's not, it's not on the 16th or 17th, right before we're leaving, trying to figure out how to shuffle it all, how to juggle it all. This takes weeks in advance. So if you are leading somebody who's got kids, help them think that through. Help them plan it out uh, as to what's going to happen with their kids. I didn't really think about this in the early days when I did not have children because I didn't have to plan for it. So I didn't think about helping somebody else plan for it. And then I realized people, people would ditch the event because they had this thing going on with their kid that weekend. It's like, Oh, you knew about that thing with your kid weeks in advance. You couldn't take care of that. So listen, as a leader, you have to help your people see around corners that you've been around. It's not like you're literally seeing around corners. You've got experience, you've got history. And so you're able to use your hindsight for their forethought where you're able to help them look around and see what's coming up. Are you talking to your people about what they're doing with their kids? While they're, or, or maybe they've got a, a parent that lives with them. What are they doing about that parent that lives there? Who's going to take care of that parent while they're gone? Help them think this through. How many people do you have going to the next big event? Number four, volume. Volume's an interesting pulse, right? Uh, a lot of people think if the volume is good, then business is good. And, you know, generally speaking, yeah, that's right. But I'm telling you, if number four is great, but one through three stink, then I'm just telling you, it's a head fake. Eventually, the volume will correct. One of the things I'm seeing right now in our organization, we're, we're on the brink, on the brink of recruiting starting to look bad. We're on a brink. Some of you guys have great recruiting numbers. And so, of course, I'm not talking about you. But as a whole, the whole body of the Fitz group, the recruiting doesn't look great right now. And, and it's, I, I got to tell you, because I know these pulses, 20 years I've been studying this, it scares me about what's going to happen with the production. And so right now my conversations are centering around when I'm coaching anybody that has remotely shown interest in building a team right now, I'm talking about it and, and I'm doing what I can to help them lift that load. And, and maybe they need to start running ads and let's coach the interviews and let's, Hey, what are you saying on the interview? Let's make sure we're getting that person fast tracked and getting them contracted and get them through school and all that stuff. Let's get them that first app. Let's get that 10th app. Let's get the, you know, I'm focused on this right now because and I'm telling you guys, you're on the builder's call this morning. You separate yourself every Monday by doing this. Maybe you're listening on a podcast later, but you guys who are live, you're, you're listening to this and you separate yourself. You're saying, I want to be different than the other people in this organization. I want to build. I want to do something special. I want to build something for my family, for my, you know, whatever your reasons are. So I'm telling you, you on the builder's call need to focus on your recruiting numbers. If the recruiting numbers are bad, it doesn't matter what else you, else you have going on. Yeah, my recruiting numbers are terrible, Fitz, but man, I, I have a great team call going. That's super. I have a great team call going, Fitz, but you know, uh, recruiting numbers are bad, but production is up and we're doing a lot of production. That's great. I'm, I'm just telling you that if the recruiting numbers are terrible, then eventually the volume is going to catch up and it's going to be a sad day.
You don't want that to happen. But volume is a measure of how we're doing here. It, it is a metrics, as they would say, a metrices. That'd be more than one metrics, right? This is a metrics. So we're looking at total volume. Of course, like what is your whole group doing? Well, that's easy to add, Fitz. It's me and one other. <laughs> right. Well, start tracking it now, right? There's people who have hundreds of people on their team that don't track their numbers. And that's a terrible thing for a business owner to do or not do. A business owner should know their numbers. Successful business owners do. Hello, fire truck. <laughs> I don't know if y'all heard that or not. Depends on how good my mic is. Uh, but you do need to know the total volume. Maybe the total volume is you. Maybe you're an army of one right now. Great. Track it. <laughs> track it. It's okay if it's just you. Everybody started there. But, but continue to track it. If you would like some resources on tracking volume, let me know. Uh, let's talk. I can show you some things that I use. You should know your submitted production versus issued paid. You should know how much business is getting turned in and how much business is coming out the doors of the insurance companies. How many policies are getting in force? We need to know this number, right? As a whole, the Fitz Group is right around 79% of our business that gets submitted is actually issued. That's a fantastic number. Insurance companies love us. What's yours? Because yours is part of that too. Maybe yours is 95% and you're bringing our average up. Maybe you're, hello, fire truck. <laughs> squirrel maybe your numbers are at 50 percent. well it's not good if you're below 70 percent, insurance companies don't like you and they may be looking to terminate you so you need to know submitted versus issue pay how much is getting turned in and you'll hear us tuesday mornings i int we intentionally highlight production that's being turned in and we intentionally highlight the leaderboards of business that's gotten issued it's important to note both uh, some people, uh, over the years, I've seen agents turn in a whole bunch of business and none of it gets issued. I don't want that person getting all the recognition. Get recognition for turning in business. Yay, but you're not getting anything issued, so I'm not going to recognize you for that, right? We're gonna, it's important that you know how much is being submitted, how much is being issued, and the ratio of the two, which is just a simple math equation, division, okay? Where is the volume coming from? My mother just cringed because <laughs> the way that question was asked from where is the volume coming mother so <laughs> where's the volume at where, where are you getting it from is it you have one solid producer and nothing outside of that because that's scary um do you maybe you have one solid leg that's not near as scary when you have multiple like you have 15 people in one leg producing that's not scary unless you got nothing outside of that the, the one producer is scary because the production income is kind of like a job income where uh, people jump from job to job to job. So if, if you've got a great personal producer uh, with zero depth underneath them, uh, they're not here long-term. It's just how it plays out. So is the volume coming from there? Is the volume coming predominantly from you? Is the volume coming from one leg that has multiple producers in it? Or is the volume coming through multiple legs? Uh, one of my, uh, I say this often, especially when I'm talking about recruiting, but you need activity in six legs right now. And if you don't, you need to go hire some width is what we call it when you hire people directly to you. Six legs of activity. Activity being defined as recruiting and or sales. Either recruiting or sales or both are coming out of that leg. You need six active legs. Some of you guys have that in the bag. You, hey, you're at 10, 15 already. That's okay, cool, great. But, but for those who have two, you need six. It's important to have diversity there. Um, and, and, and as to where the production is coming from or from where the production is coming. Mother, 
get out of my head. <laughs> right. So um, I learned this uh, lesson watching Heather in the corporate world. When she was working in the corporate world, I remember she was working at this office uh, in, up in Plano uh, and, and they, she was in a temporary staffing business and they staffed all these companies uh, with, uh, with, with temps that would go work there, right? So she was like an assistant manager or something at this office and she said to me one time that uh, in that office, uh, 80% of their volume was coming through or 80% of their billable hours was coming through one company called Alcatel. Uh, Alcatel was in the telecom business and um, she said, we're, we're concerned about that because it's customer vulnerability. We have too much volume coming through one customer. And if that customer goes away, we're out of business. We've built our business on this one customer staying with us. And if they go out of business or something happens to their billable hours, maybe they find uh, another uh, employment service that they like better, uh, we're going to be out of office, out, out of our office. Well, uh, Heather ended up getting promoted and moving to another office and then got promoted and moved to another office. Well, during that time, uh, the, dot, the not the dot-com, it was the telecom boom hit a bust here in the Dallas area and, and potentially uh, I think the whole world uh, hit, hit this hit this big bust. And now the Alcatel, um, Alcatel campus they had a whole big campus for this uh, this company. That's now a private Catholic school. It's now a private Catholic school uh, called John Paul II. Uh, so uh, that Alcatel business is gone. Um, and so you don't want just one, um, uh, just one leg. You, you need multiple legs, right? I see a comment uh, on the chat. It says, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Well, uh, I'll, I'll address that because all of my eggs are in this basket. Uh, be clear. I'm not investing in the stock market. I don't invest in real estate. I invest in my business. All my eggs are in this. That said, I'm not, don't just have, and I know it's not what you're saying. I'm, I'm just clarifying because somebody could see that and misunderstand. Um, I'm, I'm not trying to diversify. I never hear the wealthy talk about how, how diverse they are in their investments. They're really usually fairly focused. That said, from our business standpoint, correct. You don't want all your eggs in that one leg basket, right? You need multiple legs. And I'm telling you, to get promoted up the alliance level chart, you need at least six active legs at least six active legs. Okay, great, cool. Yes, I see your comment there, making sure. I'm, I, just, I always like to clarify, making sure people understand. Next, what is your spread on your team? What is your spread on your team? This last Tuesday night in our Addison hotspot, uh, I, was, I, was, I was going through width and depth, which I think I covered last, um, last Monday on the, on the builder's call. But uh, listen, th there are some indicators as to when you need to be recruiting width and some indicators as to when you need to be recruiting depth. Uh, I said it a second ago, it, you need activity in six individual legs. If you don't have that, you need to put in another batch of five or six recruits stat, meaning immediately this month, you need to hire five or six more people direct to you and see if you can't get some activity going in some of those legs. Here's another way of knowing whether you need to add width or whether you need to add depth. What is your spread on your team? Spread is the difference in contract between you and them. Well, it's about 15. No, if you've got multiple legs, you probably have multiple different spreads. Maybe you got 10, maybe you got 20, maybe you got 15. You need to take into account how much volume each leg is doing and, and translate that into what is your spread on your team. Real simple way of tracking your spread on your team is how much business did they get issued and how much did you get paid? division. Now you know your spread. <laughs> okay. So that's a real easy way of doing it. It's not necessarily exact, uh, but it's a rough idea of where you stand. Now write this one down because it's not on the PowerPoint. If you have greater 
than 20% spread on your team. You need depth. I already said you need leg activity in six different legs. If you don't have that, ignore anything else I'm saying. Go recruit yourself five or eight people right now. Right now. Okay. Okay. So that's just check. Let's, let's say you got activity in six different legs. Check. Now, your spread is greater than 20% on your team. Then you need depth. How do I know that? Because depth underneath somebody, that raises them up in commission level. And when they get bumped up in commission level, your spread on them goes down. I'm okay with my spread going down if volume is going up, right? It, it ends up working out okay. For example, McDonald's did not build one massive McDonald's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. They have, an, an, with 100% spread on that, on that business. Instead, they've got thousands, hundreds of thousands. I don't even know the number of McDonald's around the country. And they have a 3% spread on each one of those businesses. So that's their spread, 3%, but they have a whole bunch of them. So that works out great. Well, uh, if your spread is greater than 20%, that means you need to help your people get promoted to higher commission levels. The only way you can do that is, to, is by depth, getting depth underneath them, helping drive that depth. Now, let's say your spread is less than 20%. Talked about this a little bit last week on the width and depth examples, but if your spread is less than 20%, you need width. Why? Because that new person gets started on 55%. They write their first piece of business. You've got a 25-point spread on them. That'll raise your average spread on your team. 20% is where you need to be. So if your spread is greater than 20%, you need depth. If your spread is less than 20%, you need width. Take it to the bank. <laughs> All right, let's recap it. The four pulses, just to make sure you got them down. Number one, how many interviews each week? between you and your team. Number two, how many people do you have actively in the system that are selling, recruiting, and part of the educational system that we've got going on? Number three, how many people are coming to the next big event, not just bought their ticket to the next big event, but actually bought the travel? And, and, and where are they staying? And do they have arrangements all planned out for their hotel and for their kids and yada, yada, okay? And number four, what's your volume? Your volume, the, 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 the submitted volume, the, the issued paid volume, Where's the volume coming from? What's the spread? Um, you need to know those things. These are important things. Four pulses to measure the strength of your business. Can I help you? Sure would like to. If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with the Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org dot org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.